Neighborhood Deadly Diva, aka Shocker Khan, aka Guns and Wingliner, aka Kolioko Ono, aka Full Metal Smack a Chick, and welcome to Outlaw Bars, where we talk about everything great and not so great in the world of anime. As always, I have with me. Hey everyone, it's Chopay, Trevor Belmont's baby mom, Astolfo's first wife. What's up? Hey guys, it's Tam. It's just Tam today. You already know who I belong to. Thank you. You know. <laughs> what? After all that energy that we gave, this is what you give us. Yeah, I'm tired. So, you know, they, people already know what time it is. Fine, fine, fine. Alrighty. So, um, before we get started, we want to thank everyone who joined us in the latest session of Outlaw Views, where we are watching a little show called Fate Apocrypha. And the reason why I'm thanking you at the top of the show, as opposed to the end of the show, is because we are going to be talking about all things Fate Apocrypha. And by all things, I mean all things that happened between episodes one and four that we just watched. Because some of us, and by some of us, I mean this diva right here, is watching in real time. So I don't want to get too far ahead for other people who are watching in time with us. So just to give you guys a little bit of back history, Fate Apocrypha is a Japanese light novel series in Type Moon's Fate Stay Night franchise. It was published in five volumes between December 2012 and December 2014. There was a manga adaptation um, in Katakawa's Shoten Comp Ace magazine. And the anime, the anime that we're watching now premiered in the summer of 2017, in July, actually. It's actually still airing and is going to run for a full 25 episodes. One day, perhaps maybe in the near future... Netflix will get their shit together and give us all of the episodes at one damn time. (laughs) If they can't, then I want them to leave it to other streaming services that know we're going to give you 12. And then Netflix is so shitty when it comes to anime and they really need to step their pussy up. Step your pussy up, Netflix. Really? Basically. For anyone who's wondering where Fate Apocrypha kind of falls in the Fate series, it's set in a parallel world to the original Fate Stay Night, where the House of Eyes... Was it Eisburn summoned a ruler rather than an Avenger in the third Holy Grail War? And that Holy Grail was removed from Fuyuki City to Romania after the war. So because of that particular instance, the ep- the events in Fate Stay Night and Fate Zero never happened in this universe. And this and this particular series focuses on the conflict between um the Red Faction and the Black Faction, each of which summoned seven servants. And the Grail itself summons a special ruler class to act as mediator in this Holy Grail war. Um, The Red Faction are mages sent by the Clock Tower Mages Association, while the Black Faction are a part of the Romanian group of um, Magi called um, something Millennia. You get the Millennia. Yeah, that because, um, no. You can just call them young money, cash money, like magicians. That's who they really are. Okay, so young money, cash money magicians, that I can do. Um, So let's get down to the get down. Um, Are you team red or are you team black? 
I'm team ruler. States. But, um, no, I no, was going to say something. Uh, ruler. I was going to say something else. I wasn't just going to say that. Um, so, uh, I'm team ruler, but, uh, in all reality for the time being, because anime likes to play with my emotions and you think you're one thing and the next minute you're another thing. So for right now I am team red, but team black has the better servants. Mm. But they're team black. Team, yes, team blacks. Do. Masters are well, not everybody, but I don't really like their masters except for like the brother and sister. Listen, same. Um, it. I feel like it's not even fair to say. So to be fair, I'm team Mordred. Like I'm team Saber up in this bitch. But like Team Red only has like the two masters thus far, where it seems like Team Black has like a more fleshed out um team so to speak you mean they're organized they came to win i got well they i mean they're they're a bunch of cheating scammers they got they got better (laughs) servants they got more organized masters now granted fat bastard can always go that's that's why they have some weirdos i'm not gonna say anything (laughs) (laughs) they they have some trash masks because like they have that one lady with the glasses like the the one yeah, who, who I think is supposed to be assaults, like what's her name every single time and it's fucking weird. Right. She's a sexual like she's she's gross because like your servants aren't supposed to be like your playthings and literally sis you're part of a super powerful magical family and you have like a bunch of like homunculi. If you wanted like a boy toy, you could have gotten one. You didn't need to summon like a magical like you know, soldier of Charlemagne. Like, I feel like she's doing this really backwards. Like, I know there's not Tinder in this universe, but I'm sure she could find an equivalent. Okay, so the... Okay, so Astolfo is a rider. Yeah, rider class day. Yes. So his master is Selenike? Serenica? I just call her glasses, bitch. Yeah, pretty much. Like, big titty girl with the, bla- with the glasses. Pervy bitch. That's um, who she is. Pervy bitch. Per- there you go. Pervy bitch. Was it? So, apparently, she is a dark arts practitioner with sadistic and deviant sexual taste. You know what? That's rude. Because you can be, like, kinky and not, like, violate people's boundaries. Like, come on, sis. Once again, they just wrote sadistic. They didn't get into her issues with consent. Alrighty, so let's get down to figuring out, kind of dicing up who's on what team. So we're going to start with the black team. My squad, because I like nice things. So your saber of black is um, a young man, well, not so young man, named Siegfried. Um, he is pretty much a dragon slayer, is what we need, was what you need to know. Yes, he, he canceled Fenrir. Yes. And I watched... See, I have issues with dragons, too, because of Miss Kobayashi's Dragon Maid, and it wasn't Fenrir, it's Fafnir. Okay. And it kind of hurt me because there's there's a dragon named Fafnir on Miss Kobayashi's Dragon Maid, and I conflated, I know that completely, but nonetheless. You have your archer of black, who is Chiron. I, I, love I like Chiron. He seems like a very sweet, gentle spirit. Yes, it's like, how did you get summoned into this? It's like, that's what I want to know. He's secretly a bad bitch, that guy. Yeah. So, oh, here we go. So I forgot something. So Siegfried's wish is to die on his own terms. Yes. Chiron's yeah. wish is for the gods to ret- to return his immortality. Um, you have the Lancer of Black, who is Vlad. 
otherwise known as Dracula. Once again, we keep running into Draculas. I I do not like him, but I want- Okay, so no spoilers, but wait on it. Like I'm, I'm farther ahead than everyone else on the show, but bruh, he's like, out of all the Vlads we've encountered- he may be my favorite one. Ooh, okay. And that's saying a lot because you, because you know, I don't like that like scary weird shit. Like when we get to that part, I'll be able to explain it. But like yeah. high key, like the only thing that keeps him from being my favorite Vlad is because I love how Castlevania Vlad was willing to burn everything down for his lady. Like that's the only reason why he's in first place. If he, if he had not done that, then this Vlad would have been in first place. And I feel like I just, I automatically claim all the vampire bays because that's my thing. So I'm, I'm interested. Yeah, I had to, I had to snatch, I had to snatch one from you because you can't uh, have them all. Like I had to snatch blonde Alucard from you. I would be willing to fight you for Fata Proca for Vlad. Like that's oh how serious it is. God, and you know, and you know, God. I don't give a shit about vampires, but I will take like, like we, we can square up like over this I one. I just need everyone. Fisticuffs. I just want everyone. Fisticuffs. I just want everyone who is listening to remember who is the queen of darkness on this podcast and of this trio thank you very much continue you don't even really know that you like this one i'm telling you that he's amazing and you're like well you're trying you're trying to cuff in advance That's not yeah not at Listen, all i do what i, I do all. what i want but but we have more we have more people to get through so vlad <clears throat> actually despises the dracula myth because he sees it as a corruption of his efforts in life to save his country and his people Ooh, that's so um, honorable I know. (laughs) We got more. We got more servants. Focus, people. Focus. So you have the writer of Black, who is Chopin's Bay Astolfo. Yeah. Apparently, he. I was like, he rides a hippogriff. (laughs) Yes, Harry Potter shit. (laughs) I'm just giving you like random facts that I found about about each one. So then you have your caster of like this cat that's in the mask whose face I haven't seen yet. Um, you said Avisbron? Avisebron. Avisebron, there we go. He's scary. Um, I don't like him. What was it? So apparently he's able to manufacture go- um, golems. And if he's given enough time, he's an army unto himself. And his only wish is to see his noble phantasm, which is ac- an actual living golem, succeed. Mm. You have your berserker of black, who is Frankenstein's monster, our girl Fran. Yes, we love and her. And her wish is to, and her wish is to have the Grail give her a mate. Oh, sis. <laughs> yes. Oh. And then, Quietly. um, yes. And then, um, we hear about the assassin of black. We don't actually see the assassin of black. Who is Jack the Ripper? Yeah, wait till you get um, well, wait till you see that shit show. Now, no spoilers. Right. She's fucking. But, yeah. yeah, it's what you. It's so, worse than you think it's gonna be. Can it? Can she be worse? That is is okay. I don't even know if I'm. I'm assigning gender, and I'm not particularly sure of it because I haven't seen it. But I don't know if it can be worse than Black Butler's Jack the Ripper. But we will see. All right. So then we have the Black Masters, Masters of Black. Black Masters. Okay, so the did I miss somebody? Nope, 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 no, nope, no. Nope, because Vlad is the Lancer. So the Lancer's master is Darnick Preston. Fuck. No, and... I was about to say I thought that was the Fat Bastard, but that's not him. Sorry. Oh no, that's not Fat Bastard because Fat Bastard actually has a Fat Bastard name. Yeah. So um, the Black Lancer's um, master, Vlad's master, is Darnick Preston. He is nearly a hundred years old, even though he looks a smooth twenty. Oh, he looked good for his as age. A result of re- 
Yeah, because he uses infant souls. Like, fuck that guy. Okay, okay. Can can we not? Because maybe we don't know that yet. I was like, I didn't didn't know that. That is okay. exact. They say it in the very first episode, like the professor. Okay, guy maybe says it. maybe I was blinded by beauty, but you could have just let me rock on for a oh, little bit. Okay, they they said that in like the first eleven minutes. Sorry, guys, okay. that wasn't a spoiler. <laughs> Shut your face. So, um, Siegfried's fat bastard. His name is Gordas Music, and when I see Gordas, I think Gordo. When I say Gordo, that means fat. So, fat bastard, and apparently he's a first class alchemist. Fuck you, though. Uh, fuck um, him forever. Chiron's master is a lovely, cute little woman um, in a wheelchair named Fiore. Um, And her wish with the grail is basically so she could walk. Um, That's what she wants. And Astolfo's master is that pervy, pervy bitch named Selenike. Yep. And that's all we need to know. She's a dark arts practitioner. Um, Castor's master is... Roche, he's a prodigy who creates golems along with his servants. Um, Franz Master is Fiore's brother. And Jack the Ripper's master is someone we haven't met yet, so we're not going to mention her. But yeah, she seems to be doing some shit that she shouldn't be doing. True, to end up with that kind of servant. Really? Like, when you end up with the assassin, no matter what series you're in... It's always... Your, yeah, you're, you're always into some fucked up shit. Oh, if you pull the assassin, that's all I'm saying. So let's talk about the red team, where y'all want to live. So for the now, Saber of Red... For now! I the only want to live red, there, because Saber is there. Can t- somebody tell me who the Saber of Red is, because I haven't heard her name Mildred. Mordred, yes. Mordred. Oh, Mordred. Mordred, whatever. Everyone has really yes. difficult to pronounce names and I'm trying to get them right, but also everyone who listens to this show knows that out of everyone, I am the worst with names. So forgive yes. me in advance. Yes. So Mordred is your Sabre of Red. Um, if you haven't picked up by her name, she is the daughter of Arthur Pendragon and Morgan Le Fay. That is not a spoiler. That is something you learned in high school English. Um, it just is what it is. So the Archer of Red is Atalanta from Greek mythology. And her wish is to protect the children of the world. Well, that's that so, is so beautiful. It's so sweet. Okay. Um, we, also, <laughs> we also have met the Lancer of Red, who is Karna. Um, ooh, he is a demigod, famous for his indomitable will and archery. I kind of fuck with him, though. Um, He's a cocky bastard, and I like that shit. <laughs> yes. Was it? He's spicy. You, you, find out, you find out his true name later, and you're like, ooh. Yeah. Um, and then we have the rider of red, who is Achilles. Oh, no, that's what I'm talking about. Sorry. Yeah, who is Achilles, and we all know. Okay, this is not a spoiler if you've seen episodes one through four. Chiron is actually the teacher of Achilles. So it's going to get spicy between them two because it's master and student. <sighs> you have the fuck-ass caster of Red, and I only say fuck-ass because I play Fae Grand Order, and he is a useless character Yeah, I in mean, my he game. seems useless in the show. He seems, like, annoying. He, he's a low he's a low level i think he's like a two-star um servant and um fake grand order and it goes up from like i think one star to five stars he's a two-star um and that's william shakespeare which is like what yeah. 
Yeah, <laughs> like, exactly. Out of every like, when you hear everybody else, you're like, okay, okay, huh? Yeah, but also let's be realistic. Um, King David from the Bible is also a servant in Fate Grand Order, so anybody can find themselves snatched up. But into this King game. David, makes King smoke. David was a fuck nigga. He, I mean, he was a biblical waste man. Yes, but, like, but also, but when you King David makes way more sense than William fucking Shakespeare. Yeah, King David is actually an archer in Fate Grand Order. Yeah, that makes uh, sense. Yeah, William Shakespeare like is just shot like, into it. Yeah, yeah, William Shakespeare is mm. kind of like, I mean, I guess, my nigga, all right. Yeah, and also on top of that, you also have like Hans Christian Andersen in the game. I haven't figured out what? <laughs> I'm telling you, you guys need to play Fate Grand Order just to see who they pull out of their asses. No. But nonetheless, let's, let's get no, back to No, because listen, you already got me reading fucking manga, and that's where I'm drawing the line. I'm not playing fucking games, okay? I'm not playing. Uh, okay, I'm not playing fine, games. fine. I'll just screenshot and share them with you. But now to the Berserker of Red, who is Spartacus. Um... He is actually known as the spirit of rebellion and takes great joy in battle, as we have seen. Oh, is that the wild dude um, in the in the woods? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. That big dude just like, yeah, Spartacus. Okay. Um, we heard mention of the Assassin of Red, but the Assassin of Red hadn't quite made it to where they are yet. So we're not going to talk about the Assassin of Red because that doesn't fall into episodes one through four. So as far as the Red Masters go, we've only met two of them. Only two. And that's Shiro Kotomine, who is that white haired priest with Can light you trust eyes. Him? No. no. I don't trust them. I don't trust them. Once I saw the white hair, I was like, maybe. Then I saw the light eyes. I was like, no, fuck and you. He I don't just know looked, what you've done, he, but you've he, done something. He looked too nice. He just And his mm-mm. name is Shiro. Remember the last Shiro that we had? Like you just like first of all, you can't trust anybody from the church in any of these games if you're like familiar with like the Fate series. All of the priests are on some garbage, okay? It, it's it's always some bullshit. And he has white hair. What do we tell you about niggas with light Mm-mm. light hair? Mm-mm. It's a no. Don't do it. Mm-mm. And then the other red master that we have met so far is Kyrie, who is the master of is who's um, Morgia's master, Saber of Red. I like him. And I like him. He's, he's a freelance necromancer. That is the the bio that is. And I like him. that he is. I like that he is. Say no to coworkers, and I do not do group projects. <laughs> <laughs> From the jump, he was like, "Yeah, no, I'm a see y'all later. I don't do coworkers. I don't want to come to the potluck, and I also don't do group projects. Holla at me." I like that shit. But also, like, you could tell, like, the priest wasn't really about to do some team stuff because he was like, so what's your true name? We don't even know each other, okay? Like, just fall back, sir. We don't need to know each other's true names. Fuck you, nigga. Or, I mean, speaking of true names, wasn't it Astolfo who was in the in the green yes. room just rattling off everybody's name? And He's the master so had to be like, whoa. Dumb. He's like, time out. Oh, wait, time Astolfo out. is a boy? Yes, isn't that cute? Yeah, I thought it was a little. Oh, I thought it was a girl. Oh, Mm because I've been calling, I've been calling them she this whole time. Okay, Elsafo's just really happy to be here. That's why I love him. (laughs) But one thing I really love about the Fate Stay series is that they kind of play with gender expression and gender norms. Yes, like remember, like Arthur Pendragon has always been female. Has always been a female, but historically. Sorry, mythologically, because I don't even know if he's if Arthur's a real person. 
was it Arthur is portrayed as a man and I forgot what series I was watching or whether it was in one of the games where they were like why do you believe that I'm a man like who told you that I was a man men like white men <laughs> exactly that's that that was the point I think it was actually um Arturia Pendragon said he's like the reason you believe the myth that I'm a man is because a man told you that story hey drag them drag them <laughs> no so I love how they do that I love the gender swaps yeah, that's why that's why I didn't know Astolfo was um, a, a a male because they gender bend a lot in this series. So mm-hmm. it's just like in the ambiguity. Yeah, too. so it's just like yeah, and, it really could be either or. I don't care. I'm just here for you. <laughs> yes, because Astolfo is just like entirely too cute. Yes. Wrong team, but so cute, so cute. Oh wait, no, Astolfo's mine. Never mind. Take that oh, back. God. I'm thinking of somebody else. Mm-hmm. Listen. You. Listen, I I'm, I will be honest. I was watching it, and it took me maybe into like the second half of the second episode to get the team straight in my head. Too much bouncing back and forth. Too many black people talking about red stuff. Too many red people talking about black stuff. And I'm like, I need you guys to just identify yourselves. Put on a badge, an armband, or something because it's too much for me to try to keep track of. Here we go. So, ladies. Thoughts and feelings on these first four episodes, plot points that you want to kind of bring out, things that you deem worth, deem worthy, there we go, of discussion. Um, I really like how uh, Saber of Red, so more Dread, did I get it right this time? Mm-hmm. I like how they revamped her. Um, and she is like not with the shits. Like she's somebody that I would like to chill with. Not that the other saber was bad, but like in the second fate, was it fate stay night or was that the second one? So you, you go from fate zero fate to, stay, fate stay yeah, night, so, to, to fate stay night unlimited blade. Works. Okay. So fates, whatever the one where she came back and she had that weird love, they had that weird love tryst with her and her master. After works. yeah, at that point I was just like, "All right, girl, you gotta get your shit together." Um, but I like this revamped version of Saber. She's boozy badass. Um, I also like her relationship thus far with her master. I also like the necromancer. Um, so I I really enjoyed that. That was like the first thing that caught me um, when I started watching it was just how they redid her character. Um, I also really like that Fiore is in a wheelchair shout out to inclusivity and that she's powerful on her own so shout out to that you know that stuff is important to me so that I really liked um and I just like that it's I like that it's teams this time even though it is a little more confusing because there's so many different characters because you have seven masters and seven servants on each side so that can get confusing but I do like the team aspect of that and seeing how the teams interact with each other um and I do like the fact that the servants have more of an independent personality like yeah I mean I'm your servant but I'm also like me so I like that as well um I will say like similar things uh first of all Saber is like the the baddest version of herself she's ever been in all of the iterations of this 
Which okay, is, hold on, hold on, time, time out. We have to realize that this saber is not your other saber. It's her son. They're two completely different people. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm just saying to me, like this, this version of saber that we're getting. When I say iteration, I mean that we, uh, that we are getting to experience because, like you said, this, this world exists in a scenario where the other ones never even happened. Um, I just mean to me, like if I'm comparing how I felt about seeing this saber versus how I felt seeing the other saber in the blue chainmail. Does that make sense? Or in the blue armor? Yeah. That, Cause so, that was King Arthur blue chainmail saber was King Arthur. Right. And this one is just like, not just, but this is Mordred. Like she's like, obviously like a bad bitch, but the, I think it's very, uh, like, it's really interesting that you have Young Money, Cash Money magicians. You know that they're like the asshole squad. You know you're not really supposed to like them because they basically rigged this shit, right? Like, they've been planning this forever. They forced the shit to start and stuff like that. But they have really good servants on their team. Uh, and the servants, like Tam said, are their own people. Like, see, like Siegfried wants, his wish is to die by his own hand. What the fuck kind of servant even has that as their wish? Like the goal is to win, not to die. And to have someone on your team who decides that that's the kind of responsibility that they want to take. Um, I think that the projected character development is going to be amazing. Um, and I like Astolfo a lot because, again, you have these characters who are on a team that is supposed to be a bunch of bad guys and Astolfo is just like so sweet and so open and like fucking adorbs. Why wouldn't I love that? Yeah, yeah. Here's thinking of Team Black because that's that's my squad. They have the majority of their squad are honorable servants. You have yep. Siegfried, you have Chiron. Even though Vlad is is weighed down by that whole Dracula myth, um, mythology, he's not bad. Like, he was trying to do something and it was misinterpreted, but his intentions were good. You know, you have a Astolfo, you have Frankenstein's monster where all she just wants is somebody to cuddle up with her. Don't we all? So, don't we all? <laughs> so, was it, I don't know much about um, their caster just yet, and I can't really find anything positive to say about Jack the Ripper. And you shouldn't, you um, won't. Yeah. So when you look at that, it's like the Black Squad has a lot of really honorable characters. So that leads me to believe that with the exception of Fat Bastard and Pervy Bitch, that these people at their core may not be as horrible as they seem. So what they rigged the system. I like to win. Don't you like to win? I love to win. Just, I'm just saying. Just saying. Maybe if the Red Squad were more organized, you'd feel that that pride in your organization and your preparedness and not be like, oh, forget them because they were doing X, Y, and Z. No, I stack the deck too. If I'm playing Uno, I'm gathering up all the wilds and the wild draw fours. You gonna have to fight me. Okay, well, like I said in the beginning, for <laughs> now, I am Team Red just because um, I like Necromancer Man. Um, and I, we have, I, we haven't seen enough this. So, and here's the thing, the, the first four episodes have focused really heavily on, um, young money, cash money magicians. 
And so I don't think it's fair to make like a prejudgment when we haven't really seen the red side. And all I see from Young Money Cash Money is that they're like a bit of sneaky bastards. I don't I don't like sneakiness in my games. If I'm fighting, then this is why I'm team ruler. Fair is fucking fair. And they're not fighting fair. And I don't like that shit. And like ruler said, something in the milk ain't clean, right? There's a little tinge in this milk. It feels a little spoilt. And I want to know what the spoiltness is. And I feel like the spoiltness is coming from young money, cash money. I am not saying that white haired Shiro is not a lying bastard because I'm pretty sure he is. Okay, pretty sure he is, but I don't have enough information to make a really informed decision. So for now, I am still Team Red. Okay, I'm gonna let you have that. Thank you. I appreciate. I appreciate you. Because if we remember, like when we first when we first meet Ruler, who is Joan of Arc. (laughs) Yeah, Joan of Arc. All she wants to do is just chill and mind her goddamn business. The fr- they already they already set her ass ablaze. She was like, what am I doing here? <laughs> She's like, haven't y'all done enough to me? I'm not even supposed to be here. What the hell is going on? But yes, she's all about balance and order. And I'm going to reference Fate Grand Order a lot because a lot of the events and the characters in Fate Apocrypha I met in Fate Grand Order. The ruler class in Fate Grand Order is one of the few classes that's not affected by an affinity, meaning that some classes are stronger against other classes. So sabers are strong against lancers. Lancers are strong against archers. Archers are strong against sabers. So if you have a sab... Like that fight where we had... um, Karna and Siegfried. Karna is a archer. No, Karna. Was oh, a Karna lancer, lancer. Lancer. Sorry. Karna was a lancer, and then you had Siegfried, who um, is a saber. So Karna was had the sorry. So sabers. So Siegfried had the advantage. Or am I doing that in reverse? Fuck. Either way, the point that I'm trying to make is that a ruler isn't affected by any of those affinities. Meaning that there's no one class that can overpower her just because they're a certain class. Like they're not going to get like that weighted average to their attack. It's all, it's always on an even playing field. If you're fighting a ruler, unlike a berserker, unlike a berserker who is strong against everybody, but conversely their defense is shitty. So everybody is strong against them. That's why berserkers go berserk because that's pretty much a one and done thing. Because if you give them the opportunity to attack, to return the favor, most berserkers don't make it. Because their defense is low while their attack is high. I got tidbits all day. Still not playing the game. That's fine. That's fine. That's okay. That's that's all right. I don't mind. She'll pay thoughts because I, I lost my train of. Oh, just like overall, I, if I have to choose a team, like, I'm gonna like flip the script. I'm team young money cash money magicians because as much as i love our saber um i like everyone else <laughs> on the other team more um pr- primarily vlad like he really is like dope as fuck and duh my bay astolfo is on the other team um but yeah i'm like really jazzed to see how it plays out and i think it's really 
Like, to have a ruler class even present, you know some fuck shit is going to happen. The fact that they had to call somebody who, like, is supposed to mediate, like, this this clusterfuck of masters and servants, like, you know somebody is not, like, trying to play fair. Like, I don't trust Darnick, okay? He, he gives me weirdo vibes and his hair is too perfect. Like Sharice talking about how he had bundles and shit. I don't trust a nigga <laughs> who got, who got thick wavy bundles and shit like that. Like he just looks untrustworthy. Like nigga, how are your bundles better than mine? For, no, 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 no. You washed your hair with infant blood or something like that. I don't want any part of it. Was it well, we know how Vlad kind of became a vampire, right? We don't even know if he was really a vampire guys. Let's let Vlad tell his own story. Okay, so Vlad got pushed into that and not by his own doing. That's all I'm going to say because I don't believe in spoilers, but Vlad is really getting the short end of this stick. Hey, stick, because you know vampires. Got it. Mm -hmm. Okay, unintentional (laughs) pun, but it works. (laughs) Uh, I'm corny, yes. Hey, join the club. We have t-shirts. So we have we have our team. Well, we have most of our team. We're still missing an we're still missing an assassin and a bunch of masters. So we are set up for some things to go on. And I think from where we left off, I actually kind of like how these episodes chunked up because by the time we get to episode four, and we meet a young homunculus. Well, we didn't oh. just meet him, but there's a young homunculus, nameless young man. <sighs> Chopin, tell us what's wrong with the homunculi. Okay, so you guys know that like homunculi, they don't, they're essentially a, think of like a clay figure, like a human figure made lifelike. They're clones, essentially. And in this series, uh, Avise Braun, he has golems, right? Like he creates, uh, you know, like giant rock things. Young Money Cash Money Magicians is a bunch of scammers. They want to make sure that they have an endless supply of magical energy. But since magical energy is capped, it's limited, even if you're a demigod, even if you're a super servant or whatever. So they created a bunch of quote unquote magical batteries. They have a bunch of homunculi who they use as magical conduits. So they implant their bodies with magical circuits So then they siphon off their magical energy. Now, that sounds all well and good in theory, except homunculi are people. (laughs) They're clones, sure. They're not born. They don't have memories or anything like that. But they're still human beings. And in our next episode, we'll be able to talk about like the ethical ramifications of homunculi use because I was watching and I was just like, damn, this is like really intense. Like, because imagine it, you, me, all of us who are listening were people but if even if you were a clone you still deserve a certain level of respect and a certain level of autonomy and we get to see like you know you get introduced to this nameless homunculi you're like nigga who gives a shit about you just wait you about to give a fuck about them that's who you don't know my life uh you about to be crying just like i was crying so yeah First of all, I'm a thug. I don't know what you're talking about. All right. Okay, that's fine. I will be the soft one on the show. I don't give a shit. But all you hoes about to be crying and I can't wait. Yeah, so... So, Astro Pay, um, referencing 
for our next episode, we will be having the homunculi versus homunculi talk where Chopin will opine on end about Fate Apocrypha's homunculi and I will dig deep into my bag of feelings about Full Metal Alchemist homunculi. Y'all, I'm so excited. I like, I really- I cannot wait. <laughs> cannot like, wait. <laughs> just so many thoughts about homunculi and like how it like ties into like clones and like, you know- where is your humanity stored? Is it stored in your memories? Is it stored in like you passing through someone's like birth canal? Like, how do you choose it? Ah! Let's wait and see on the next episode of Outlaw Bars. Outlaw Bars. <laughs> I almost said Dragon Ball Z, but fuck you, Dragon Ball Z dudes oh. forever. Okay. Still. We're, the devil, we're the devil we're, almost we're, got you. The devil almost got you. But you got away. What was it? We're going to, we're leaving, we're leaving that particular franchise in 2017. It, it will not be mentioned anymore because we have better things to talk about. But speaking of our, our good friends, the homunculi, um, there's this really great scene. And Tam mentioned before about how these servants seem to have a bit of will of their own. Um, and that's partially part of it, maybe because most of the servants that we're meeting um, are based are actually like real historic figures, whether from mythology or um, other types of lore. So they have histories all their own that have nothing to do with the fact that they're somebody's servant. So when you look at somebody like Siegfried, like he's lived a life, like he he's done things, he's seen things. And that's why he and Chiron and Vlad and to an extent, Astolfo, because Astolfo was one of the 12 paladins of Charlemagne, will act out and do things that their masters don't want them to do, have forbade them to do. They're disobedient because they have, like, they have memories of being powerful in and of their own right. They're more historic historic spirits than servants. And... Like you see more of that, you you should see more of that distinction later, and you definitely get that distinction in the game Fate, Fate Grand Order, where you can tell the difference between like your average servant and a true heroic spirit. And I think that's what we're seeing, you know, with Siegfried sacrificing himself, dying on his own terms. He got his wish without the Grail. It's about to be lit like big guys. Yo, when he smacked the hell out of Fat Bastard, I knew then. <laughs> He said, shut your ass up. Boop. <laughs> like, can you imagine, like, going through the trouble of, like, scheming for, sed- like, scheming for, like, decades? Because that's what the whole family did. Only to get a servant that slaps you, like, gives you a dirty slap, like, open hand slap. Like, dog, you just got, like, punked in front of all of your family. He tumped him. Be- he tumped him like he was an insolent child. Like, get the fuck. It was beautiful. Like, and if you, if it like was Siegfried wasn't already sexy as fuck, it's like, yes, bae, yes. Talk your shit. Smack the shit out of him. Definitely. But, but think, but think about it. Remember when Siegfried and, and Fat Bastard came across Astolfo and the little homunculus, the homunculus boy, they were, the intention was to capture them because yeah. the Astolfo and the boy had escaped. So at this point, Pervy bitch is already in trouble because her servant went rogue. Because she she didn't look happy at all walking down those halls. No. Like, and shout out to Astolfo just being like, you know what I feel like doing? Helping you escape. 
<laughs> like, He's like, it, I'm setting you free. Why are you doing this? Because I want to. Like, like he knows he's in a holy grail war and he knows all of these homunculi are supposed to be magical batteries. But what does he decide to do? It's the equivalent of like someone hoarding a bunch of batteries and you find one. And instead of putting it back on the pile, you like throw it outdoors. Like you just decide like, <laughs> I know we definitely need this, but maybe we don't definitely need Right. This. <laughs> but maybe we don't. <laughs> oh, that baby's gonna be so much trouble when he gets caught. <laughs> ooh, you about to, it's like like ooh, you don't get in trouble. Like it's so like much that. trouble. Mm. No, so Astolfo, you know, acts of his own will and tries to tries to free the little boy Siegfried. Acts on his own will and smacks the fuck out of his master and gives the homunculus boy his heart because that little boy only has what was it three years to live if they didn't do anything else it's so much (laughs) just imagine like imagine Mm -mm. listen my bae is gone like this is like Junie tyson all over again i don't know if i can do this well, y'all know I haven't started watching it yet. Why? Why? What was it? Why do you refuse to live your best life? Uh, and I have to watch t- this week's episode tomorrow. Fuck, man. It's because of life. Life has been in the way. Y'all know, like, y'all know what my real life is like. I dead come home. I like eat dinner and I go to sleep if I'm not like doing other work. Like I have not watched. Like I'm behind on all of my shows. Like the only thing I managed, like I've watched like one episode of the ancient magus's bride even though i have like three to watch so please bear with me young nigga is going through it but not for much longer like junie tyson is on my list of shit to watch because i you know i hate being left out so i will eventually watch it (laughs) but i just i don't have the time unfortunately you know december is is a grind month for the kid Okay, fine, I guess. But I I will watch it just so that I can spaz out with you guys or just so I can be like, I tried two episodes and it gave me nightmares and I decided to watch something that made me feel good instead. So either or. Okay, fine. That is what I'm going to call our high level kind of overview of Fate Apocrypha. Um, We will be back. I'm going to need y'all to write this down on December the 16th at 7 p.m. Eastern time. We will be watching episodes five through eight of what? Fate Apocrypha. If you've already been watching, you know that it's going to get even spicier. If you haven't been watching, you have time to catch yourself up. Get it together. Get it together. I don't want to hear anything about I couldn't do it. Like you have time. You have time. So get your shit together make it happen um i'm still riding with team black i am fully confident that they are going to win round one of the holy war and then once we get past that i don't know who of the masters of black will end up with the grail um i am i'm actually gonna have to because my my servant is gone so i have to pick somebody else to ride with um, There's like tons of great people to choose from. Literally, you could stick your hand into a bag with all the names and pull one out and you would get it, probably get a good one. Yeah, so I'm I'm torn between Fran and Vlad. Mm, well, Vlad is... Don't, don't, don't well me. Don't well. Remember, I've only seen up to episode four. So if folks, if folks 
This is Junie okay. Tyson all over again. I don't so know if I can do this. So up until now, well, they're both amazing. Like they're both really good servants. Like, and I mean, on the at this point, the smart choice would be Fran. Like from based on what you know in four episodes, Fran is the only logical choice because we don't know what we know about Vlad just yet. So that would be my vote for you, since you have to pick yeah. a replacement. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna rock with Fran because she's adorable. Um, she kind of reminds me of Kana from Miss Kobayashi's Dragon Maid. She just wants somebody to love up on her. So, um, that's going to be, that's who I'm rocking with all the way to the end. I'm making my pick. I'm doing it like dudes, um, do it like with sports teams at the beginning of the season. Like pick your shit now. Or like your <laughs> fantasy, oh, your, your fantasy yeah. draft pick. Yeah. Like pick it now. You can't, you can't go around bandwagoning once, you know, Golden State starts blowing people out. Um, so yeah, yes, that's that's sports. my pick. Yes. Go team, <laughs> right? Football. Yeah, so that's that's my pick. So, um, who do you guys have taking the holy grail? I not oh, taking the grail. I don't know. I'm not, I just I'm not answering that question. Right. <laughs> okay. Fine. 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 Whatever. So, um, I guess that wraps up. You know, our talks about Beta Apocrypha. And we'll be right back. Hey, this is Deadly Diva, and you're listening to Outlaw Bars, presented by Fanbro Show. Make sure you subscribe to us on SoundCloud, iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play. Alrighty, so now it is time for... Alrighty, so I have a few pieces of kind of interesting anime news um, for this episode. Um, I figure I'll start off with the pure bullshit first and get that out of the way. Because <laughs> no, 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 like it's actually it's not even like joking bullshit. Like it's full on fuckery. <sighs> so um, it is very well known that this diva is a fan of. The Rurouni Kenshin franchise. Um, it's true. You love it. I love I love Shinomori Aoshi, Hiko Sejiro. I love them all. Um, however, it was reported um, about mid November because we have been um, we have been a bit um, on hiatus because of Anime NYC and other things. But it has been reported that the manga artist Nobuhiro Wasuki was charged with possession of child pornography. No. Yes. And as a result, the manga um, is going on hiatus because it had come back, um, the Hokkaido arc. So um, Roni Kenshin's publisher, Shueisha, who issued this comment, we heard the news. And as a company, this is something that we are taking very seriously. The artist is doing deep soul searching. Roni Kenshin, Meiji Swordsman Romantic Story Hokkaido arc, currently serialized in Jump SQ, won't appear in print for the time being from the December 4th issue and plans for its return are unclear. Like they were so serious that they were going to like marathon the three Rurouni Kenshin live action movies and the network snatched that back. They were like, we will not. Jesus no, sir. Christ. Yeah. So just another case of men fucking up. Oh, your faves are <laughs> men fucking up. Men fucking up. Men fucking up. Kill all of your heroes. Just Basically, like all, all your faves are problematic as fuck. None, none are exempt. It's yeah. 
<sighs> yeah. So, um, my thoughts and prayers go out to the child victims. Um, fuck you, Watsuki-san, because you are a grown man and should know better. Um, and as a fan, I'm like, dude, it's, it comes to like, how do you reconcile when one of your faves does something heinous? And to be quite honest, I have no answers. Mm. But, but to talk about more bullshit, that's ha-ha bullshit. So there's a little thing coming down the pike called Batman Ninja. <laughs> Woo, y'all are so <laughs> dumb for thinking I'm going to watch this shit. Boy, oh boy. <laughs> so a set of trailers and a new key visual um, emerged um, over the week, over this past week. Um, for an upcoming animated theatrical film that de- that depicts what happens when Batman and a bunch of other iconic DC comic superheroes and supervillains find themselves transported to the Senkoku era Japan. So in Batman Ninja, Batman and his allies are transported back in time All right. to the Warring States period. <laughs> okay. Batman go, go far back in time as you need to, white man. I'm sure it's perfectly safe back there. Hush. Oh, gosh, you know what? Fuck, another problematic favorite. Can't even talk about the bit. Anyway, where Batman's nemesis, the Joker, has usurped the place of the warlord Oda Nobunaga in an effort to rewrite history. This sounds so, so fucking this is... dumb. <laughs> this sounds Listen, so when I tell you fucking that the, when I tell you that the folks were excited about this and I didn't know why. Why? Mostly because, mostly because I live a... I live a fuck Batman life, so I don't understand why anybody is excited about anything related to Batman. You all are probably um, Dragon Ball Z fans. What? Well, remember, we're leaving. We're leaving that franchise, which shall not be named behind. I just, I don't understand it. I'm not trying to understand it, but more power to you. I will say that the trailer did look great, but it also looked like Batman. So yeah wake up sheeple okay just because batman (laughs) looks cool as a ninja doesn't like delete the fact that his entire city is just as unsafe as it was before he started what like amassing weapons and doing vigilante justice nigga go see a therapist okay and leave the crime fighting to somebody who can actually do it pretty much Alrighty, so that's gonna hit theaters in japan sometime in 2018 yeah so, um, I I'll believe be, I'll be late I for believe, that. I'll be never for that. Um, I believe that we have fans of a series called Kage Gurui, Compulsive Gambler. Yes. Okay, yes. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, I remember hearing it. Just can't remember who and Kage Gurui. There we go. I'm going to get it together. I keep, I'm going to keep saying it until I get the syllables right in the right cadence. But um, there, it's getting a live action TV drama Ooh. in January of 2018. When's it? Isn't it? It's also coming to Netflix, I think, next year too. The anime. What was it? That it? What was it, the anime? Yeah, mm. the anime is supposed mm-hmm. to be coming to Netflix okay. next year. It's on their trailers because they do a thing where they have trailers of stuff that's coming next year, and that was one of the anime that is coming next year to mad fuck Netflix. <laughs> <laughs> they keep getting things wrong. They do. All right, so. So my last bit, I'm oh, sorry, I have two more bits of news. Um, let's talk about shady news. So every once in a while, we talk about manga that go on hiatus for really long times and then come back for like an, for a chapter and then go back on hiatus. And the one that always keeps coming up is Hunter Hunter. So allegedly, Hunter Hunter is back. <laughs> but for how long, we don't know. Because the last time we saw it was... Um, 
it's chapter 370, which re- was released in Japan on August 31st. Now, an up um, an upcoming um, an early look at the upcoming Jump plans reveals that the series is going to return to Shonen Jump. Shonen Jump, yeah, Shonen Jump in January of 2018. Now, a very shady fan actually plotted out how many months over the last decade it was on hiatus versus in publication. It was on hiatus more than it was in publication. That's a damn so shame. people. It really is. But I think that the mangaka has developed like health issues and can't keep up with a weekly schedule. Oh, that's sad. Okay. Then I take that back. So all of the all of the fans are like, why don't you put him on a monthly or a seasonal schedule? That way you're not always on hiatus. That way he has more time to put it together as opposed to setting these unrealistic st- um, expectations when we all know he can't do it. Because like, that's too much like Dylan Ray. truth. That's too much too like much Ray. Too much like Ray. Yes. And um, our last bit of anime news um, involves Studio Ghibli. So they have appointed a new CEO. So um, beyond Hayao Miyazaki and Isao Takahata, the third name that every Studio Ghibli fan should know is Toshio Suzuki, the institution's co-founder, former president and producer of many of the films. So in 2008, Suzuki handed the reins over to former Walt Disney Japan president Koji Hoshino, um, with an eye to focus on merchandise and other revenue-boosting activities. And Hoshino was in charge at the time of Hayao Miyazaki's retirement announcement. Now that Miyazaki is back, it's time for another change. And Studio Ghibli has appointed Kiyofumi Nakajima, um, its new CEO, just in time for what is being called Hayao Miyazaki's final film. So um, they have a new CEO. Hayao Miyazaki is working on his, his final film. That should better be beautiful uh, as fuck. It, I'm sure that it will be because it's Hayao Miyazaki. Like I don't, I don't think his pride will let him like produce something sub. I know, but I'm just saying it better be like real fucking beautiful. B. Of course it will be. I'm not even a Miyazaki be. fan like that, and I know it's gonna be beautiful. Every like when I saw that he was coming back, like you know that um, that gif of like Jonah Hill like screaming and like shaking yes. his body. That was me in real life because like, <laughs> I was just like, or that one of uh, Kelly Rowland where she's like screaming, like like any of those super excited gifts, that was me IRL because I know that it's going to be fire flames. Like he, why would an old man come out of retirement just to make garbage? <laughs> like nigga, you're old. Okay. <laughs> just like enjoy your life. No, come back and make me like your peace day resistance. Okay. So I can like, we, me, have decided to stand forever, all right? <laughs> like, let me just be a forever, like, Ghibli stand. Let's do it. Oh, my goodness. All righty, so that is all that this diva has in the way of anime news. <laughs> so now we are down to my favorite segment, because I'm always looking for new shit to watch, The Couple's Corner where our recommendation couple, Chopin, tells us what we should be watching. Hey guys, so today I am going to apologize because life has been getting in the way. I don't have any new anime to watch. Like, I dead have been watching Ancient Magus' Bride and crying like a bitch, like, every weekend. (laughs) But that doesn't mean that we don't have hot fire for you because Tam, my Iowo, my bae, she always got my back, 
She has some dope shit for you to watch. So please listen to her. She's already told me about them. So they're going on my list now. Um, but I promise next episode I'll have something like even better for you guys. But please, Tam, step up to the mic. Hey guys, it's your girl, Tam, young Tam in the building. So, <laughs> um, after, you know, Anime NYC, there was like a whole bunch of anime that they talked about and I got home and I was like, bet I'm going to get into some of these fucking shows. And I know we mentioned some of them on the last episode and I've started three, but I'm very committed to two right now. So I'm just going to talk about the two that I'm very committed to. And by very committed, I would say that I'm in episode either seven or eight of each of these series so you know that means i'm 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 committed right because after the third if i'm not feeling it i've just i let it go i i give it back to god i put it back to Crunchyroll or wherever i'm watching it and i say no no thank you thank you but no thank you so anyway um the first one is infinity force Highly recommend that. You can watch that on the Viz Media website for free 99. I also like that they only show you one commercial in the beginning and that's it. Cause I love Hulu, but Hulu be too many fucking commercials and it pisses me off. And that is why I'm like, Ooh, Jesus Christ. it's just like, it is, if for all of that, I might as well be watching Toonami, but I'm not up that late. So I don't watch Toonami. So anyway, Infinity Force, it is um, like a CGI anime. Um, and what's cool about it is that you have all these uh, heroes that were popular in the 80s. Um, I don't know all of their names. I just know one is Gotcha Man. And they all kind of come back in a very weird way where this guy, you only know him as Z. He is basically destroying all these parallel worlds to create a one perfect world. And by def- he destroys like, all four of these characters world so they end up in the current earth right and they meet this girl named emmy who's a twat um she's such a bitch like oh like i just want to <laughs> smack her like every like if you i've been tweeting about it so if you see my tweets i'm just like my god this bitch is a fucking killjoy because she's just like she's a teenager she's like i don't care about anything she has abandonment issues so like i kind of get it but i'm also like bitch like these dudes are here like we're here to protect you and like we fuck with you and she's like yeah i don't care and you're just like all right bitch like Get your life together. Anyway, so the four heroes are together and what Z uses to destroy these worlds is called the case. And the case actually becomes transformed into Emmy's pencil. And so now she's the owner of the case and he's trying to get it back. Um, I'm not going to spoil it for you. You should definitely watch it. It has very good action scenes. It's a good action anime, um, but it's not like the, the plot is not like stupid. Like there's a lot of plot. There's some plot twists and stuff like that, which are really good. So boom, Infinity Force, check it out on a Viz Media page. Also, if you have Pluto TV, it's on there, but it's not streaming. It only comes on certain times a day because they have an anime all day channel, which is also very cool, by the way. Um, so like they have Bleach on there and Death Note and Tiger and Bunny and a bunch of other stuff. So if you, and Pluto TV is free. So if you want to watch anime at work, get that on your phone or your, your device and you could do that. 
Um, the a device you can get it on your Fire Stick, like it, 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 it it's like a Fire Stick app or your uh, Amazon. Yes, app. and apparently you can use it for Chromecast, but it doesn't work on my Chromecast. So whatever, just get it for a Fire Stick or your phone or your iPad or whatever. So that's Infinity Force. Next, we have Kino's Journey, which is so beautiful. It's very slice of life. So my sister and I were talking about it because she was like, I thought it was gonna be something different, but it's very, it's a very chill anime. And you know, I have said, I think somebody had asked us before, like, oh, what's a chill anime that you watch? And I was like, bitch, I don't watch chill animes because all my shit is stressful. But Kino's Journey is very chill. Um, it's about Kino, who's a young boy and his talking motorcycle named Hermes. And all they do is they just travel to different countries. Kino is a traveler. That's what he does. He spends like three days to a week in a country, talk to the people, see what they're doing out there, gets, you know, a little taste, finds out, you know, there's a story that develops in each country he's in, obviously. Like one country is a moving country. Like it's literally a giant moving dome on caterpillar tracks and like they just be moving. Um, But there's a whole city like within this moving country. Um, But the interesting thing about Kino is Kino stays strapped. Kino got is a very good shot. Kino got a lot of guns, and I'm wondering why a boy that looks like he's 12 has so many guns. Okay, Look at you asking the wrong questions. I he's am just trying to be safe. He's a singular and, traveler. <laughs> and what I like about Kino is that Kino is not with the shits. Okay, he gets to a country and somebody referred to him as a boy. Kino said, "Hey, no, no, that is not my name. My name is Kino." Do not call me boy. And I said, <laughs> I said, Kino, I know that's the fuck right. You let them know. Okay. Um, and what's cool about Kino's journey is it's based on a manga. And what they did was they asked readers of the manga, fans of the manga, what were their favorite uh, 13 stories from the manga? And that's what they developed into um, the anime series. So what you're seeing, it's so it's not going to be fluid like a typical anime, but it it doesn't feel choppy. Um, so what you're seeing is the top 13 stories that people voted on that they wanted to see created, um, into episodes. Um, so that's what you're seeing. Um, and you just get to see Kino travel and it's very nice. It's like, it's slice of life with a like poop of action. So you're, it's like not completely boring. Um, and Kino's cool. He, he have a little attitude, but I, I like him. I like Kino and his motorcycle just be like, Kino, I just need you to get your life together, but all right. Um, and you get to meet really cool characters along the way. So those are my two recommendations, Kino's Journey and Infinity Force. Um, oh, and Infinity Force is spelled I-N-F-I-N-I-T Force. So it's not like how you would usually spell infinity. But if you Google it, I'm sure you will find it. Let me know what your thoughts are on them. And also, I'm going to keep recommending Juni Tyson until more of you all are watching Juni Tyson. Because if you... All of you. Listen, if you're not watching Juni Tyson, I don't know what the fuck you're doing with your life. That really should be... I don't know if we can be friends. Right. That really should... We may not be able to be like, friends. Honestly, I was telling somebody that... I thought Drifters was going to be my top anime pick of the year, but it really is going to be probably Junie Tyson. Junie Tyson. <laughs> like, yes. it's that fire. So, really... Wait a minute. Hold on. Time yes. out. Remember, um, Attack on Titan did come back in April of this year. So. I mean, it did, but it's not... To me, that's not new. If we're talking about, like, 
fresh shit that came out this year. Not, okay, gotcha. Right, you. not second gotcha. seasons. It's going to be Junie Tyson. So really, you have three. Junie Tyson, You yes. should be watching Junie Tyson if you're not. Um, Infinity Force and Kino's Journey. Shopei will be back with the recommendations, but also let me know what your thoughts are, and I appreciated this time. Thank you so much. Oh, that's so sweet. <laughs> okay. Okay, I'm going to slip one in under the radar, um, and it's called Elegant Yokai Apartment. Quick premise. So you have this middle school boy about to graduate, go to high school. He's an orphan. His parents have died in a car accident. He's been living with his aunt and his uncle. No Harry Potter, though. So what he wants to do is to move out of his uncle's house because his parents didn't have a lot of money. So he feels like he's being a burden to his aunt and uncle who have been so kind as to let him stay there for the last couple of years. So he finds a residential high school that has a dorm that he would stay on campus. And lo and behold, like right before um, school starts, the dorm burns down. So now he's like, where the hell am I going to stay? His uncle is fine for him to stay there. So was his aunt. But he's like, no, I can't stay. Can't stay. So he goes around at like 13, 14 to rental agencies, like, I need a place. Half of them are like, how old are you again? And the other half are like... That's how old I am. (laughs) And the other half are like, "Um, your budget's too low. Like, this is a, you know, this is a a high traffic area. You know, it's desirable. Like, our units start at X amount of dollars. So this little boy shows up out of the blue and he's like, hey, big brother, you should try that place over there. I'm sure they can help you. Little boy disappears. So he goes to the rental place and he's like, oh, you're looking for, he's like, oh, you're a student at this school. You're looking for a room. He's like, oh, I have a room for rent. You know, it's kind of small, but it has, I forgot how many mats the room holds. He's like, and it's sudden exposure. It's 10 minutes from the train station. Um, the bathrooms and I think the kitchen are shared, but, um, the utilities are included and we provide meals and it's within his budget. And he's like, oh my God, that's great. What's wrong with the apartment? They're monsters. And and he goes, Ooh, they have ghosts. And the boy laughs it off. No nigga. (laughs) They have ghosts. It's literally filled with ghosts, my nigga. Like, it's, it's literally filled with ghosts and demons. It's <laughs> no, a yokai apartment. Can you but he didn't know that. He didn't know uh, that at so, first. I can't so remember. So he's getting the... into Duppy Show apartment. That's what the show should yes. be called. Duppy yes. Show Elegant Apartment. <laughs> yes. So he moves in and there are humans that live there too. There are humans that live there along with the ghosts and the yokai and the oni and everything else. And, um... Like, you watch him get acclimated to living in this apartment with all these other supernatural creatures and all these, like, fantastic humans because his favorite Arthur author happens to live there. Um, another high school student, this young woman, lives there. And she's, an, she's an exorcist. And then you have, like, this psychic who lives there. And you meet a mage and an antiquities dealer. And it's... It's a cute little show. There's supernatural stuff. So if you need like something to decompress from watching like Junie Tyson or any of the other, sh- or even Fate Apocrypha, where there's so much stressful shit going on, Elegant Yokai Apartment is cool because you get a you get a little bit of tension, you know, with like the boy trying to figure out, you know, 
how to navigate, you know, the human world and the supernatural world, you know, transitioning from middle school to high school and dealing with like all his like interpersonal relationships. And apparently like the food there is good as hell. But it's a cute little show. What's a good show? Um, like I said, one of the less stressful things that I've, I've been watching. And there's a cute little kid because we all know I love a cute little kid. He's like six years old. His name is Kuri. He has a white dog named Shiro. And they are cute. All they want is for somebody to pat their head. And they're adorable. They are so adorable. And when you find out why Kuri lives in those apartments, you're going to want to beat somebody. But he's adorable. Because remember, if you live there, either you're human or you're a ghost of some sort. Little boy and his dog in the apartment. Watch just to find watch just to find out how this little boy got there. And when I tell you you are inhuman if it doesn't touch you, listen. Just watch it. Alrighty. I think we've reached the end, ladies. What do you think? I think we True. did. Alrighty, so this is it for this episode of Outlaw Bars. As always, you can hit us up on Twitter at Outlaw Bars Pod. Um, if you have a question for the Notice Me Senpai segment, which we did not do today, but we will be bringing back for the next episode, you can send us um, your questions via email, and the email address is outlawbars at fanbros.com, or you can DM them to us on the Twitters. If you would like to talk to me about, you know, Juni Tyson, Elegant Yokai Apartment, Anime Guitarist, which is so damn good, and I didn't talk about it, but maybe next time. You can find me on the Twitter at Deadly Diva. And ladies, let the people know where they can find you. Hey, friends. You can find me on Twitter at Simply Chopay. Hey, everyone. You can find me um, on Twitter at Bruja Bantan. Also, please really let me know what you think of the recommendations I gave because I really. Love you.